0: What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the Boochcast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we are back again with our Arrow season review compilations. As you know, last week, we had seasons one and two together on one track. That's about as far as we could go with the three-hour limit. Now we're back this week. We got season three. At the time that I am recording this intro, I'm hoping to get season four included. We'll see what happens after I finish up cutting and remastering season 4 because as you guys know I've been cutting and remastering these because I had to pull these off of the Boochcast YouTube channel because the Blog Talk radio account is gone and fucked up and on the fritz and all that but I was able to find these through the YouTube channel that's why there's a lot of moments that sound a little bit awkward but I've been remastering the audio and the clips to make it sound more organized and fluent so if you saw these on the YouTube channel and you thought wow these guys stutter a lot and damn Zach doesn't know how to read. I fixed that up to make this sound a lot better, which is some things that I noticed. It's also why you hear some weird background noise and a few other things. I've been really trying to fix all of that, but I'm just kind of give you guys a warning if the audio sounds different. It's because I literally pulled this off a YouTube channel and I've been trying to remaster it so I can put it out here for you guys. And um, I hope you're enjoying them. And what I'm going to do right now is just basically jump right in here, see how far we can get this week. And uh, there's nothing left for me to do now Except take a little short break here And when I come back We will jump into season 3 of Arrow Here on the Boochcast So you guys sit tight I shall return right after this Welcome back. To the Boots cast. During the break, we played the song Raz Al Ghul, which is the uh, score that is used in season three uh, to represent Raz Al Ghul, who is the primary villain of this season and pretty much the focal point of the entire season overall. Like, it, it, you can't talk about Arrow season three and not mention Raz Al Ghul, especially since Raz is very big in the DC universe overall because he intertwines with Arrow, he intertwines. Twines with Batman, and I'm sure there's other DC characters he might be interacting with at some point as well. It's just right now at the top of my head, Arrow and Batman are the only two that I know. And that was the Raz Al Ghul score here on the Boochcast. And what we're going to do is the moment that I'm sure a lot of you have been waiting for, and it's the main reason Zach is here in the studio. Yes. Arrow. Here's season three. This episode is called The Calm. The Calm. The newly promoted captain, Quentin Lance, calls off the task force against Arrow. Yes. Elsewhere, Werner's Zitel, who has claimed the mantle of vertigo, attempts to kill Arrow in a bid to raise his profile. After losing the first battle, Oliver and Roy are able to stop Zitel only with some help from Sarah, who is back in town for an unknown reason. Unknown reasons. Now we know Sarah's still alive. Meanwhile, businessman Ray Palmer successfully acquires Queen Consolidated under a plan of rebuilding the city and renaming it Star City. And Diggle and Lila welcome a baby girl, which convinces Diggle to take Oliver's suggestion and retire from field duty. Oliver and Felicity go on a first date, but Oliver ends explaining how he cannot be both the Arrow and Oliver, although he acknowledges loving her. Sarah is shot in the chest with arrows by an unseen figure before falling from a rooftop to her death. Awesome. In flashbacks, Waller assigns Agent Masao Yamashiro as Oliver's handler. After numerous failed attempts to escape, Oliver agrees to proceed with his training to prevent Waller from killing Masao's family as punishment for his failure in restraining Oliver. So basically, he now decides, fine, I'll do this thing because I don't want to be the reason your family is destroyed. And Masao obviously cares deeply for his family. Yes. So, of course, this is all the turning point for the Arrow. Now, Quentin is 100% behind the Arrow now. Mm-hmm. Any he doubts he had about him have been cast away. Yes. And now, Quentin has no shame whatsoever in working with Arrow to help save the city. Kind of like Commissioner Gordon working with Batman. You know, they, he now understands that he really is trying to help. Yes. And that he does have a set of principles, or at least now he does. But this is the point where now, instead of Oliver following his dad's list... Yeah. He's now becoming a legit vigilante to help save lives. Yes. He's now going to be more concerned with saving the world and less about killing people on his dad's list. In fact, I don't even think we see the book anymore. I don't think so. No, don't, no. no it kind of just comes to an end, yeah. which I guess I like it on one hand, but on the other hand, it kind of defeats the purpose of the plot. Yes. I think at some point that list may need to come back. Yes. Because that does, in a way, help right the wrongs. And of course, as we mentioned before, Oliver and Felicity went on a first date. This is where we see another turning point where Oliver and Felicity are really starting to fall for each other. Yes. There's a relationship starting to form. And here's the thing. Some people like the fact that they're together. Yeah. But I've heard some fans really don't like this relationship. I don't know why. They're perfect for each other. They say that Oliver should be with Laurel and that Felicity, the whole storyline feels kind of forced. What do you think? I think that uh, what will happen why
1: Laurel and uh, Oliver won't get back together anymore because he did hook up one night for a one night stand But then that, that time frame was when she was just to with Tommy But Laurel will always blame Oliver for death sure, so when everybody thought she was
0: dead Yeah, but now that Sarah's not dead anymore yeah. and they found out the real reason and everything that happened Or at least mm-hmm. if we haven't by now, we're starting to Yes That might change some things. I don't know. I just know that there's a lot of complicated shit that's going on. Very true. And of course, here's Oliver and Felicity on that first date. This is how it unfolded. Yes. Set it up for six.
2: Quick, party of two. Right this way. (laughs) I'm just... uh...
3: Nervous? Yeah. Then forms behind me.
2: Scotch. Needs. Just a water for me. Thanks. Are you sure? The booze might sort of help with the whole... The
4: alcohol is not going to mix well with the three bands outside.
2: Am I being crazy? (laughs) I mean, what do we have to be nervous about?
3: Uh, Well, we've already exhausted every topic that one would normally talk about on a first date, and a second date, and a third date, and every date, actually, and I've already seen you shirtless. Multiple times, shirtless, all the time. Thank you.
2: Thank you. There are still a few things that you don't know about me.
4: Please, name one.
2: The five years that I was away, I wasn't always only in you.
4: I thought so.
3: Where were you?
2: Hong Kong. For one. And I have been thinking a lot recently about... my time there. The choices that I had to make.
3: Those here sound like they're filled with a whole lot of stuff.
2: I'm sorry. I'm just a little out of my element. The entire time that I was gone, I could never completely trust someone. And when that goes on for so long, you stop seeing people for people you see. Threats or targets. When I decided to come home I I just didn't know how to turn that part of me off but then I walked into your office the first person that I could see is a a person there was just something about you
3: have
2: a pen. It was red.
4: GPS shows him in the restaurant. The Earl's definitely in there. If we're gonna find him, we gotta get in closer.
2: We're close enough. Do you remember when I told you that because of what we do, I didn't think that I could be with someone that I... that I could really care about? Yeah, I remember. So maybe I was wrong.
0: Interesting first date to go on.
1: Very uh, first date okay. ever go on with anybody.
0: Yeah. Oliver basically revealing, you know, where he was and t- starts telling Felicity like everything that happened, like past the yeah. island, you know. And of course, she, he doesn't say everything, he just says we're, that he was there. Yeah. And of course, in the flashbacks, we see everything that happens in Hong Kong mm-hmm. as the story progresses. And, and of course, you know, Ray Palmer taking over Queen Consolidated. What's intriguing is that Oliver, does, since he doesn't have company anymore, it's like, okay, what is he going to do for money? Is he going to have to get a job? Does he... Let's go watch dishes together, Mary Wish to Arrow. Yeah. Or if he can go work with you at the Orange Box. Oh, dear God. <laughs> uh, I know he's been on Leon Yu and he went to Hong Kong, but he spent five minutes at the Home Depot in Orange apron, and he'd be like, I can't take this shit no more! for shoot arrows. Yes, <laughs> he was looking at everybody that's stupid. You have failed this country and just start killing all the stupid people. And on that note, we move on to episode two here. This one's called Sarah. I'll do this one. All right. I'll shoot Sarah. Laura
1: takes Sarah's body to the team. Quentin alerts Oliver to another archer in the ceiling, killing people, unaware about Sarah. Oliver follows the and is able to identify the role as Simon Morax. The team learns and solves next target and intercepts him. Royal arrives, determined to avenge Sharers' death. With Oliver attempts to disloot her, Loris reveals that he was not in, and song on say that the side time of death. The team buries Sharers, and Laura decides not to tell Quentin about that Sharers' death. The Diggle decides to return to field duty again. Meanwhile, Roy relieves to Oliver at Nia's left hand while she learned who he was working with when he was working with the arrow. And Carto, but he's shot <laughs> If Malcolm has proven to be capable of defeating more than one henchman in combat. Fuzzy decides to work for Ray and flashback Oliver's task with killing Tommy. After the latter comes to Hong Kong to find Oliver. <coughs> activity on Oliver's email account to save Tommy. Oliver pretends to kidnap him and tricks him into thinking that he's uh roosted gain ransom money before Maso Posing as a police officer and rescuing Tommy.
0: Which was a genius idea that right. Jordan had. Because he at the other hand he's like, Look, Tommy does not deserve to die. And he had to bail him out because he got suspicious that Oliver was in fact dead. So they set the whole thing up because even though Oliver would love nothing more than to tell Tommy at the time that he was still alive, he had to get the hell out of there. He still had a lot of work to do before he was allowed to ever go home. And of course, you know, Laurel's found, you know, Sarah's been killed again and they're trying to go after this archer because they're convinced that this uh, unidentified archer could be the one who killed Sarah. Cause that's going to be the big question that everyone's trying to figure out. It's like basically saving, you know, who killed Sarah? Cause yeah. no one knows. Cause even though Sarah was shot with the arrows, mm-hmm. there it, she says, what are you doing here? She gets shot with the arrows and she falls. So that's the question who killed Sarah. Very true. Now, of course, Leroy has mentioned before Roy was working with the arrow as Arsenal. And that's when Thea decided to leave him and went with Malcolm Merlin <laughs> and is now basically training with Malcolm Merlin. Yes. And Malcolm is basically teaching Thea how to be an effective fighter cause as we all know, Malcolm was trained by the League of Assassins. But he's a badass. Oh, he's a badass. He's a badass. Ooh, that he is. He's a big, 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 big badass. He's the big, 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 badass. Yeah. And then, of course, the team does bury Sarah. And as we now know, Laurel, which we find out, makes a decision that is probably the worst decision she could have ever made. Not, not, not to tell her that Sarah was bad. dead. Sarah's dead again. Yeah. Because, well, he's afraid that if she finds out again, his heart will be fucking crushed.
1: And he already has a
0: bad heart. The thing is, yeah, he has a bad heart and uh, last time as Sarah died, it damn near destroyed him. That's how Quentin became an alcoholic. He was so mad about Oliver and blaming him. That's why the most of the first season he treats Oliver like complete shit until eventually he reaches a point where he's able to say, you know what, it's not your fault. And when Sarah comes back to life, they find out more and I realize now Oliver, it's not your fault it wasn't his fault no you know sarah made that decision to get on that boat and the ship tipped over and sarah died yes and all of this other stuff so so there's a lot of craziness involved so we now we we find out later that was a dumb decision to make true but overall this is a good episode because once again it's showing that even though there's a big change like i said because now there's no issues anymore between quentin and the arrow True. This is where we're now seeing a new plot turn because Sarah's once again been killed. And the big question is going to be, who did it? And there's only a variety of suspects because there's not too many people on this show that are proficient with, with bows and arrows. Yes. The only people we know for sure that can pull this off are Oliver, Malcolm Merlin, and Roy. True. Who else do we know can shoot a bow and arrow? At least at this point in time. Yes. So now the plot is starting to thicken. And on that note, we're going to move on to episode three, Cordell Maltese. With no more leads in Sarah's murder, Oliver focuses attention on bringing Thea home. Felicity is able to track her to Cordo Motifs. Thea initially refuses to return. While he waits to convince her, Oliver assists Diggle on a mission for Argus to ascertain the whereabouts of one of its agents, Mark Shaw. Mark is revealed to have broken into the Argus database and stolen information to sell on the black market. Oliver and Diggle manage to stop him, who convinces Diggle to tell Waller that he is dead. After a last-minute plea and Oliver revealing the truth about Robert's death, which is that he shot himself, their father didn't die on the boat. They made it to the raft, but he realized there was only enough food and supplies for one person, so his dad killed that one guy and then shot himself so that Oliver could live. And Thea finally agrees to return, and Malcolm Merlin, he does agree, all right, fine, you can go. Because yes. he's trying to prove that you are my daughter, I'm not gonna hold you hostage, even though I think it's a bad idea for you to go back to Starling City. Meanwhile, trying to emulate Sarah, Laurel puts on the Black Canary outfit, and he attempts to exact revenge on an abusive boyfriend of a fellow AA member. Yes, Because Laurel's been going to Alcoholics Anonymous with her father, because they're both alcoholics. Uh-huh. And they see another woman who's an alcoholic, but also has a boyfriend that is being shit of her yes so laurel decides to exact revenge but she is overpowered beaten down and ends up in the hospital later she seats out boxer ted grant to train her to fight after oliver refuses the trainer because oliver does not want to get laurel mixed up in his business especially since sarah's already died quentin would go crazy if he lost another daughter So he's not going to do that. And Laurel, of course, gets pissed. Using Felicity's help, Ray opens a file of details of advanced weaponry. So now Ray seems to have some plans of his own. But we don't know yet if they're good or bad. And then Nyssa confronts Oliver and demands Sarah's whereabouts. And in flashbacks to six months prior, Merlin begins training Thea to calm her mind and heal her emotional pain while also mastering control over physical pain. So the flashback in this one has nothing to do with Hong Kong. This is us explaining what Malcolm Merlin's been doing to Thea and how they've been working together and Thea's starting to accept Malcolm as her real father. Yes. Which can be good or bad. Sure. And on that note, we're going to move on to episode four here, which is The Magician. I'll do this one. You oh, want this one? Okay. Yeah. The
1: Musician, Episode 4. Oliver informs Nessa in uh, that Sarah was killed, and Nissa released to Oliver that Merlin is alive, and Sarah was sent by the League to confirm oh, his existence. existence. After tracking Merlin, Oliver agrees to meet him in a public location, where Merlin tells Oliver he did not kill her, but only returned to Stalin City to see Thea. Nissa, at Candacea, in an attempt to draw out Merlin, known by the League as the Musician. But Oliver arrives to rescue Thea. Merlin arrives shortly after to clear his name and in institute to that it was Ross who had Sarah killed. Nyssa does not believe him, but Oliver does and vows to protect Merlin for as long as he is in Starling. Nyssa warns Oliver that he has made a serious enemy in the League before leaving and reporting back to Ross. Clinton gets worried about Sarah's status and flashbacks, Oliver completes his first assassination and learns that Waller was behind Edward Fryer's actions on the island and her intention to kill Chen on the flight to Hong Kong. It all stopped the attack. Waller demands him to help her find out of the
0: reason of Chen's presence. Wow. And this is the interesting thing about Waller. She's basically a psycho bitch. She's persona. a psycho bitch. Like this is the type of person that's like, if America has secret people that carry out like assassinations, it's pretty much her. It's like an American government, mm-hmm. But they follow no rules. They have no logic. True. They're just like we're gonna kill everything. True. It's like if there's one person hiding in a city, yes. we're not gonna go into that city to find them. No. We're just gonna blow the whole damn city up, True. which can be goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> you know, we'll blow up an entire city to find one fucking person. What's interesting is that, of course, you know Oliver is believing Malcolm Merlin because he's saying he did not kill Sarah. Which at first instinct should tell you there's a chance this could be bullshit because Malcolm Merlin is supposed to be the villain, you know, but at the same time, what makes me believe it a little bit was that I thought it would be too obvious. And that's what I've learned about some TV shows, especially shows like this, or even if you watch a soap opera and there's a murder on the soap opera, mm-hmm. the person you least expect to do something is usually going to be the one who does it. But if we find out later that Malcolm Merlin did in fact kill Sarah, that's going to be a shitty storyline it's like, you could have just revealed this now and called it a day yes. instead of dragging us through a bullshit investigation. True. You're going to drag me through an investigation and you're going to drag me through twists and turns and storylines. I better be shocked no, no. at the end of that fucking storyline. Because if I'm not, I will stop watching your show. <laughs> I better be shocked who the bad guy is. It should not be obvious to me. If you're taking me on a mystery, if you're not going to take me on a mystery, let me know who the bad guy is up front and show me the plots to stop it or her or whoever. Oh, gotcha. So that's how I feel. And then of course, now Oliver's worried because now the League of Assassins have now declared Oliver an enemy because they refused to let him kill Malcolm Merlin. Now, of course, Nyssa, the only thing emotional about her is her love for Sarah. Sure. So she's not playing with a full deck of cards in this. She's not capable, I believe, of rational thought. She's only capable of, I'm gonna kill somebody and I'm gonna kill them now. Yep. And on that note, we move on to episode five. The secret origin of Felicity's smoke and we got a cyber terrorist attack starling city threatening to shut down all banks and set everyone on an even socioeconomic status while oliver and roy attempt to keep the peace on the streets felicity works to locate the virus she quickly realizes that she designed the virus five years earlier and that it is unstoppable her mother donna shows up unannounced and the two have a falling out over how different they are from each other Felicity realized that Donald was unknowingly sent by the cyber terrorist, revealed to be Felicity's ex boyfriend Cooper, who kidnaps them both. Using Donna as leverage, Cooper forces Felicity to divert a set of armored vehicles carrying newly-minted money to their location. She secretly uses a smartwatch presented by Ray to Donna to also contact Oliver, who arrives with Roy and Diggle and stops Cooper and his team. Felicity reconciles with Donna. Roy begins having nightmares that he was the one who killed Sarah. Meanwhile, Laura continues to train with Ted and reveals to him that the real reason that she is learning to fight. Thea buys a house using the money inherited from Merlin and convinces Oliver to stay with her. And this one's interesting because when you find out the history of Felicity Smoke, you find out that before she became an IT girl, she was a hacker. She was a college hacker. And not only that, she was a goth chick. She was hot. Oh my God, she had long black hair and she dressed up and you know what? What? She was kind of a slug uh, Swing Yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes. Actually. It really is. Cause you get to find out about Felicity because yeah. also it's like it's like the guy's trying to do his homework, but all she and her boyfriend wanna do is just hack into accounts and fuck all day which if I was an IT person, that would be the life for me. Oh right? God, yeah. I would want a girlfriend like that, like let's hack into the government. And then while it's uploading, they just start having sex <laughs> and they try to time it. It's like, okay, by the time it gets to hundred percent, we're done. Cause you find out Felicity is this very smart, intelligent woman. Yes. And her mom is the dumbest dumb blonde. It's they're fucking is shit. Oh my God. sea as shit. Like she's just like, oh my God. And like you find out she does have some, some serious moments. Yeah but in general she is just so stupid stupid. oh my god (laughs) it's one of those moments where it's like that's your mother (laughs) <laughs> what what the fuck it's like because Felicity's on the computers and all the mom cares about is shopping she's going shopping and all that other stuff and blah 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 I, I agree with you this is one of the best episodes of the season it shows like Felicity having to stop her own computer virus and then you know Ted eventually teaching Laurel that she has to stop being emotional when she fights yeah when you attack in anger, you're not thinking straight. No. And you can easily get your ass whipped. Fair. And then Thea, of course, buys the nice condo and Oliver moves in to protect Thea. So now Thea and Oliver are basically living in an apartment together and, you know, Malcolm gave her the money to, to do it. And on that note, we can move on to number six, which is guilty.
1: All right, episode
0: six, guilty. In flashback, once of was one test, you uses the type of meditation
1: to help Oliver remember where A, the associate's chins Drop the letter hoping that he will leave her family soon from the letter the name lee kun-hu is extracted in the present a murderer begins taking out gang members and when a body shows up in ted's gym becomes suspect ted relieves uh, to uh, of that he was once a vigilante who retired after a drug dealer was beaten to death by accident ted reveals that the was his former progenitor isaac strapler sir who was responsible for the death of the dealer but is bested by Alver. Before escaping, Isaac kidnaps Ted and Laurel, but Oliver and his team were able to successfully stop him. Meanwhile, Roy tells Felicity about his dreams and later confesses to Laura, Oliver and Laurel. Using this technique, learned from Tatsu, Oliver helps Roy access his marriage to realize he did not kill Sarah. However, Roy discovers she did kill a cop oh, while well, under the effects of the Mirakuru. Ted decides to continue training Laurel. Isaac is confronted by a female author called herself Cupid. Yep, Cupid is. Good God,
0: Cupid's go. nuts. Uh, Cupid, Cupid's gonna be great. We find out in the next episode how yes, crazy he yes, is, yes. really yes. is. But oh, and shit. this episode
1: is, uh, yes, Ted, badass boxer was training a god named I. Uh, Isaac training, Stanzler. I uh, was training to be a boxer who turned out to be a drug dealer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He retired after a drug yeah, dealer was beaten to death to by it. accident because his protege did it. So he decided to leave the vigilante thing. Stopped it. So Ted is a former vigilante. That's why he became a suspect when dead bodies started showing up in his gym. Yes. Because he's trying to explain, I didn't kill these people. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is that even though Roy is relieved to know that he did not kill Sarah. He still felt guilty about killing He And you see it still haunt him. I can't believe what I did. And of course, Oliver's trying to explain to him, you are under the effects of Mirakuru. You can forgive yourself. But Roy still can't. I don't blame him. He's haunted by it. Yes, he is very haunted. And it it plays a role throughout the entire series how Roy is able to do deal with it. I think I think he leaves the team after this, <laughs> or not forever, but I think like briefly he leaves the team, and it shows you know Roy trying to cope with his problems and everything. And
1: he had a very hard time
0: realizing what was going on until he realized he discovered that He did a kill Sarah. He was like okay, then all of a sudden he he kills the cop. Uh-oh. Yeah, and that's why he's having those horrible nightmares and. Because Sarah was supposed to death that happened recently. Yeah. It, it kind of entered his mind, but for a brief moment, it had the audience thinking, because again, Roy knows how to use a bone arrow because I was yes. teaching him. So to hear that Roy killed Sarah at the time was not outside the realm of possibility. True. The question would have been, why did he do it? Mm-hmm. What was his motivation for wanting to kill Sarah? Yeah. What effects could he have been under to do that? And on that note, we move on to episode seven, which is drawback Your bow. Drop back your bow. Cupid, revealed to have been saved by the arrow during Slade's attack, murders Isaac and leaves his body dressed up as the arrow. Following a lead, Oliver learns that she is a former cop named Carrie Cutter, who was obsessed with him as a result of her condition. She has an attachment disorder. Carrie uses a former CI to track down Oliver's hideout, the Verdon, which is reopened by Thea. Oliver lures Carrie away and rejects her romantic advancement before she tries to kill the both of them. He stops her, which reinforces Carrie's delusion that he is in love with her. Subsequently, Oliver gives her to Argus as a new member of their squad, the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Ray rebrands Queen Consolidated into Palmer Technologies. Oliver struggles with how much time Felicity is spending with Ray, and the situation is made worse when he finds them kissing, so Oliver can't handle it. Ray is later shown working on a personal exosuit designed called Adam. A killer using boomerang blades appears in the city. In flashbacks to Hong Kong, Oliver and Tatsu go off to find Maseo when he goes missing, during which time she ends her displeasure towards Oliver. They return home and find Maceo safe and sound. So basically, Tatsu no longer hates Oliver because sure. they realize how much he's trying to help the okay. family and helps her son and everything, which can change any, any woman's opinion. And of course, we find out Cupid has an attachment disorder because Oliver saved her, which causes yeah, Cause her to become an obsessed, crazy chick. Stalker. If I can't have you, no, no one, one can. Stalker. Creepy, Crazy bitch. Crazy bitch. Crazy bitch. There's one thing you know about her. What? You know she puts out. Because they're fucking mental. They're fucking mental. Yes. Yeah, when I first saw her, I was like, okay. I was like, oh, she's hot. All of a sudden, she starts going completely insane. Okay, maybe not. (laughs) This is, yeah. It's like, like, I could want to date her. Nope. But again, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, just something about arrows flying over my head. Not very sexy, nope, no, not at all. no, that's not. No, I can't, can't do that, but of course. Yes. Um, overall, great episode. Yes. And Cupid does become an interesting character yes. that appears throughout. And eventually, her obsession with Oliver starts to die down. Yes. Or mostly with the era. And on that note, move on to episode eight The Brave and the Bold. Brave and the Bold. Flashbacks to Hong Kong show Oliver learning how to torture
1: suspects effectively to get information. In the present, Oliver and Roy track down the home of Digger Hotmist, the boomerang wielding murderer. Another psychopath. But the only fun of Argus officer is looking at the same man. Caitlin and Cisco arrive and in, in said to help Felicity investigate Sarah's death. Digger attempts to kill Lila. Roy and Oliver Barry arrive to stop him. Later, Lila reveals D- Digger was part of a suicide squad. All extreme interrogation methods lead Barry to question how emotionally stable Oliver is. Diggle traces Oliver's hideout where he wounds Layla before escaping. In order to leave town, Diggle plants five bombs around the city. While Oliver captures Digger, Barry uses both his and Oliver's team to defuse the bombs at at the same time. Digger is incarcerated on the island with Slade. Violet accepts uh, Diggle's marriage proposal before Barry and his team departure, and he and Oliver decide to have a family
0: friendly duel. Yes. Basically it's a duel between the Arrow and the Flash. Yes. To, to see who's better. Yes. Because now Barry is at the point now where he has been involved in everything and now Barry yes. is the Flash. He's settling into that role. And you notice throughout the series, there's a couple episodes yeah. where Arrow and Flash kind of blend together. Yeah. Like this example, it says here, this episode includes a crossover with the Flash that begins on Flash versus Arrow. Yes. Which is apparently, is this a TV series or an episode?
1: Episode.
0: Flash versus Arrow, which is in the first season of The Flash. And you notice there's a couple crossover episodes where the Arrow cast is on Flash and Flash cast is on Arrow. And I bring that up because I know Zach is heavy into The Flash. Yes. So this is definitely one of those crossover moments. Yes. Team Flash, Team Arrow, uh, definitely the first of many interactions that these guys have. And of course, you know, Barry, not really comfortable with the torture techniques of the Arrow in this one. And he's trying to explain to him, this is what I do. And this is the one thing I hate is that, you know, especially one of these people that is like, you can get the information another way. It's like, shut up. This works. Yep. It's how they extract information and that's, what I, and that's what I hate. When everybody tries to look at Oliver like he's an asshole and they want him to do something in a more diplomatic way, it's like, point of being a vigilante is that we're doing things because the law is not fucking working. True. That's what I believe. I believe vigilantes are for when you try to follow the law and their way ain't working. True. If I'm doing exactly what they're doing, then what's the fucking point of me being in here? I might as well put the cop badge on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I have another way. Again, that's why I love that scene. How do you know he'll talk? He has another shoulder. <laughs> Love that answer. We're like in uh, Terminator Two. Hey, he'll live. He'll live. (laughs) And on that note, we move on to the next episode here, Episode Nine: The Climb. The Climb. The League demands Oliver to find and turn over Sarah's killer in forty-eight hours, or they will begin murdering citizens of Starling City a mission led by Masio revealed to have joined the league. Star Labs sends Felicity the DNA results, which appears to be Oliver's DNA, realizing that she has been lying. Arrow confronts Thea, who demonstrates her fighting skills before escaping. Later, Merlin informs Oliver that he drugged Thea and manipulated her into killing Sarah and not remembering it. Merlin filmed the event to use his leverage to force Oliver to take the blame and challenge Roz to a duel, which no one has dared in 67 years. Roz overpowers Oliver before impaling him in case him over the side of a cliff. Meanwhile, Laura reveals Sarah's death to Dinah and convinces her not to tell Quentin. Dinah asks her to avenge Sarah's murder. Ray shows the Adam design to Felicity and states his intention to use the exosuit to protect the city as a vigilante. In flashbacks, Oliver and Masaya learn that Shein has stolen an engineered supervirus. China breaks into Masio's house and kidnaps Tatsu after overpowering her. So basically we find out Thea
1: was the one who killed
0: Yes. Thea is the one who killed Sarah, but did it under the influence of Malcolm Merlin. So some kind of drugged thing. So Malcolm Merlin was in a way involved in everything Mm -hmm. and basically set it up because he wants Oliver to take the fall and challenge Ra's to a duel, Yep, which he actually does. And then which of course does not end well. True. (laughs) And I actually have a clip of the fight. Oh really? I got the clip right here. This is the fight between Oliver Queen and Ra's al Ghul. No arrow, just Oliver.
5: Remove your shirts. This is custom. Ra's al Ghul
2: is not known to be merciful. But if there was a chance, this would be your final moment for it. Choose your weapon.
5: old when I killed my first man. I remember the look on his face when the light went out behind his eyes. Such a subtle change, almost imperceptible between life and death. And I'd felt ashamed. I'd stolen from that man the most precious gift of all, life. But I also felt something else, pride. Because I had taken up arms against someone who sought to do ill against my family. And I realized what I had done was necessary. You see, I had replaced evil with death. And that is what the League exists to do. I have killed several thousand more men since then And the world is better off for it You've taken your last life You have lived your last day We are ready
4: I am envious of you
3: You'll see her before I do
5: she was through with them. the most. Don't be afraid, my son. Death comes for us all. We can only evade it so long. Consider this an honorable exit.
0: Rest in peace, Oliver Queen. And of course, during the match, when you heard the that weird mumbling, <laughs> this is basically what Ross said in English. He said, Forgive and have mercy upon him. Excuse him and pardon him. Make honorable his reception. Protect him from the punishment of the grave and the torment of the fire. And then he kicks him off the hill to his death, drops the sword. Walks away and, like and, a w- and walks a fucker. thug life. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Just walked off. It was awesome. That was as badass as you could possibly one, That ever. was one of
1: the best fights I've seen in a while. Yes. Time. Even though it wasn't more like an ass kicking, it was still pretty damn good.
0: Oh, yeah. And on that note, we move on to um, episode 10, which is Left Behind.
1: Left Behind, episode 10. And flashbacks, Oliver and Masu steal the counterpart to the Super Virus, thus making Chen's portion in her. Oliver also slips a GPS tracker on one of Chen's men so that they can locate Tatsu. In the present, Diggle and Roy work to continue protecting the city in Oliver's absence, with Arrow missing a new crime lord named Damien Brick- Brickwell, plans to take over the Glades. After Thea expresses concern over Oliver's absence, Narnia investigates the site of the duel and brings back the bloody sword back to the team, proclaiming Oliver's death. Diggle discovers Brickwell's uh, plan to secure all evidence against street enforcers so they that they are released from jail and forced to join his crew, and heads to the police warehouse with Roy to stop him. Fearing for their lives, Felicity style decides to chat the duo in a warehouse and let Brickwell escape. Afterwards, Felicity proclaims that the group of Nazis thinks about Oliver and quits both the group and helping Roy with Adam. Lord starts finding Brickwell's operator done the electric canary costume. Merlin advises Sia to least silly with him. Meanwhile, Musu finds Oliver's body and, try- and takes two Tatsu who lose Oliver. Who revives
0: Oliver? Revives, revives. That means Oliver Basically, yeah. we thought Oliver was, was dead, dead, but they yeah. found a way to bring him back That's to right. life. Well, yeah, so the point of this was that at the time, we're supposed to believe for a moment that Oliver's dead. And, like, and Malcolm Merlin yeah. has basically yeah. brought the sword saying, look, Oliver is done. Which obviously, if Oliver's dead, yes, there's no fucking show anymore. <laughs> so, if you kill off Oliver, now you could probably have Oliver be dead or gone for a couple episodes. Yes. But you could not continue this show with Oliver dead. No. It would not make good ratings and it would destroy the purpose of the show. The only logic they come up with is if somebody else took on the moniker of the Arrow. Now, maybe in Batman, you could probably change who Batman is. Maybe it, you could, might be able to get away with that. But in Arrow, you could never get away I with can't that. not do that in Batman. Really? Bruce Wayne will always be Batman. Wow. yes batman never dies only the actors who play him anyway on that note we're on episode 11 now yes. which is midnight city yes. when oliver attempts to rest and heal members of the league arrive forcing maceo and tatsu to kill them to protect oliver maceo wounds himself so Roz will believe oliver escaped roy and diggle want warren laurel to stay off the streets after roy saves her from a fight brick kidnaps the city's alderman killing one during an rescue attempt in exchange for the remaining alderman brick demands that all police Prisons evacuate the Glades for good. The team is able to locate the aldermen and successfully rescue them, but the mayor still agrees to remove the police, and Brick reveals that he has targeted every legislative body member. Meanwhile, Felicity decides to rejoin the team and help Ray with his plan. Merlin tells Thea about Ross, and she convinces him to stay and fight instead of flight. Chase, the DJ for Verdon, is revealed to be a spy for the League, informing Masio about Merlin's decision. In flashbacks, Masio and Oliver manage to save Tatsu. I'm not going to lie, um, this episode wasn't very good. No, it was a, eh. This was a pretty boring-ass episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Oliver, you know, attempts to rest and heal. That's, like, the one major part. But other than that, this is a pretty boring episode. Yes. Like, not one you would want to watch again. Definitely not. And on that note, we're going to move on to episode 12 here, which is The Uprising.
1: Uprising. Flashbacks for S.H.I.E.L.D. The death of Merlin's wife. Merlin killing the man believed to have killed her. And is joined to the league to seek training. The president, Oliver, decides to return to Starling City. Tatsu informs him that if he wants to defeat Roz, he will need to seek swordsmanship training from a student like Masu. With the police out of the glades, Roy and Laurel cast to find Brick's men to keep the peace. Quentin gives the team all the information the police have on Brick to locate him. Merlin spies on the team as they review the evidence against Brick and discovers that Brick was responsible for the death of Merlin's wife. Uh, Merlin propositions uh, in the team to join the forces to track down Brick, but the team refuses. Instead, they rally the citizens of the Glaze to take on Brick and his men. Merlin overpowers Brick before Oliver arrives, pursues him to go spare Brick's life, and let the police arrest him. Cindy tells Clinton her knowledge of the new female vigilante is not Sarah, and in the aftermath, Oliver. Uh, Requires more training, so they could take on Ross. This one's actually pretty good, in my opinion.
0: Well, it's important because, especially, there's one scene that is of the most importance this entire episode, and that's where Cindy tells Quentin that it's not Sarah who's the Black Canary. Yes, because Quentin believes that it is. So he's finding out that this is when he slowly starts to realize, holy shit, Sarah's not the Black Canary. Yes. And this is where he's eventually about to realize, I've been lied to. Because like they said, they've been keeping Sarah's death a secret mm-hmm. from Quentin this entire time. Yes, sir. So Quentin doesn't know anything about what just happened. Very true. And everybody else is keeping it secret too, Mm -hmm. which is causing a lot of issues, which is causing a lot of problems, um, not externally, but internally. And it's causing a lot of awkwardness. And of course, this is now Oliver's time where Mas is teaching Oliver how to fight with a sword because Oliver has, his experience has been with bow and arrows. Oliver's never really been a sword fighter. fighter. Roz on the other hand has been sword fighting for years, decades, entire Yeah, so now Oliver has to learn that he has to train himself how to properly use a sword yes. so that next time Roz won't He'll kill him kill again. Kill
1: him or just beat his ass virtually within five minutes.
0: Yeah, so I'm saying that Oliver obviously needs to learn how to operate a sword, and he was forced to take the fall for this, so as of right now, they all know that Oliver did this, even though Roz is convinced that Oliver didn't do it. That's the thing. Roz knows deep down that Oliver didn't do this. He's taking the fall for someone else. Nissa, on the other hand, as soon as Oliver confessed to it, Nissa immediately started hating Oliver again. Yes. She believes it because he heard him say it. But most of the time, you know, people can read body language and stuff like that. And plus, the interesting thing about Roz is that he has the ability to read people. And he can look at Oliver and say, no, nah, no, he did not kill Sarah. Nope. You don't have that in you to do that. At least not to Sarah. Very true. Very true. Because he could tell that he really did love Sarah. So therefore, he he wouldn't have it in him to commit this. True. But on that note, we are going to move on to the next episode here episode 13, and this episode is called Canaries. Canary Zytel manages to escape by poisoning a guard with vertigo. As Oliver tries to keep Laurel off the streets as a vigilante, Merlin informs him that to beat Ross, he will need to bring Thea into the team. Oliver reveals the truth to her, who accepts and praises him for the work he has been doing as as the Arrow. Laurel tracks down Zytel and takes him on herself, only to be poisoned with vertigo. She begins to hallucinate images of Sarah, who attacks her. Oliver and Roy arrive in time to get her back to the base for treatment. Oliver realizes that his team does not fight for him anymore, but for the city. Chase attempts to kill Thea, but Roy and Merlin show up, and Chase commits suicide. Oliver brings Laurel along to take down Zydel, who is captured. On Merlin's advice, Oliver takes Thea to the island for training. Laurel finally tells Quentin, who already knows the former's alter ego, about Sarah's death. In flashbacks, Oliver is captured by Argus and interrogated for the location of Masio and his family. Masio gets himself captured to save Oliver. Waller brings Oliver and Masio to Starling City to find Chien. Yes. So now Quentin knows. Which is, you know, he's obviously upset about it, but right now he's just mad at Laurel and nobody else for not telling them. Yeah, so now this is about to cause serious drama for them And now Oliver also had another awkward moment, which mm-hmm. I'm about to play a clip of right now Where Oliver finally tells Thea that he is the arrow Because yes. that has been the big secret that Oliver's been keeping now everyone else pretty much knows he's the arrow. Laurel figured it out, they've all figured it out, and now here's the moment where Oliver finally tells Thea that he is the arrow. What? I have to show you something.
3: Where are we going?
2: The basement. I
3: thought that you said that it was flooded. I lied. Ollie, what's going on? You're kind of, kind of making me nervous.
2: me when I say it, but I lied all of this time to protect you.
3: you all those times I got so mad at you for being a flaker telling me something I knew that had to be a lie you were saving someone's life
0: Officially, yes. Thea is aware that Oliver Queen is the arrow. She was more shocked
1: really, but in my opinion, she saw, always knew how why well, she
0: he was always gone from Long period Terrence at well, night. The thing is, Oliver's biggest fear was that Thea was going to be angry. Yeah, But the truth is, Thea was happy because she realized, okay, the reason he was skipping out so much, the mm-hmm. reason he was leaving, the reason why there was a crucial moment like her mom's trial, he said, I have to go. It wasn't because he was a flake. It wasn't because he's unreliable. It wasn't because he was a spoiled brat. It's because he had to save lives. If he didn't leave, someone was going to die. Something
1: that he either cared about or he just felt like doing it.
0: Yeah. And Thea realized my brother is a hero. So she was accepting right off the bat. And it really helped everybody out. So it was a very smart move to make and helped out the whole situation. So now, like I said before, now they're about to go back to the island of Leon Yu, and they're going to train and learn so that they can be ready for the threat against the league of assassins who now plan to attack. Yes. And on that note, we're gonna move on to episode 14 here. This is The Return.
1: The Return. Well, now I'll link you. Oliver begins the uh, Thea's train. He goes to Argus prison to visit with Slade, but he soon discovers that Garth is dead and Slade is missing. Oliver warns Thea and find out that Merlin has Slade free as part of their training Slade arrives and captures them, imprisoning him in Argus' cell. Dew manage to open the doors and escape. Oliver tells Thea that she kills Sarah. Slade arrives and engages him. Oliver deludes uh, Thea from killing Slade who gets imprisoned back in the cell. you returns to Starling city where Thea confirms Merlin for fortune to kill Sarah. Thea decides to work with him to fight Ross, but denounces a personal relationship. Quentin blames Oliver. for her hatred. In flashback, Oliver and Mar- to uh, start tracking out employee uh, of Queen of soldiers associated with Chen. Oliver looks in on his family, discovered the is using drugs, Oliver and Museu require the virus and arrest Chen. Oliver is introduced to General Matthew Street, who promised him to free him after he's used to breach in China. Yes.
0: And of course, when he discovers that he's using drugs, he kills the drug dealer. Yes. With the move he used in the, in the very first episode when he said, No one can know my cigarette, that's that next Snaps snapping. Move. And he has a unique ability to do that. Yes. So, in this, keep in mind, this is again a flashback, so this is back when Oliver was at a point where he would kill a motherfucker, mm-hmm. without hesitation. And of course, you know, Slate arrives, they find out that, uh, you know, Malcolm Merlin set that up mm-hmm. as a way to make them tougher, but, you know, once again, he refuses to kill him, yeah. and locks him back up in the cell. Yes. But the difference is, Slade is no longer under the effects of Mirakuru, which makes him easier to beat. Yes. I mean, he's still a badass but he's a lot tougher to beat now that he's not under that Mirakuru you know advanced yeah. shit that makes you you know basically oh, unstoppable yes and now Quentin as he said he's blaming Laurel for hiding the truth and now you're starting to see this once great father-daughter relationship mm-hmm. dissolve into nothing yes slowly but surely and of course we get to episode 15 which <laughs> is Nanda Parbat. Nanda Parbat. Oliver and Thea continue to train with Merlin. Thea confesses the whole truth to Laurel, who instead blames Malcolm Merlin. So basically, Laurel holds no grudge against Thea. Yes. Thea makes a deal to turn him over to the League. Laurel confronts Merlin and is outmatched, but they are interrupted by Nissa and the League, and Merlin is captured. Having imprisoned Nissa, Oliver decides to go to Nanda Parbat to rescue Merlin to prevent Thea from blaming herself when she realizes that she has sentenced her father to death. Oliver and Diggle infiltrate Nanda Parbat but walk into a trap set by Roz. Oliver tells Diggle that Fia was not his only motive and he could not accept the defeat from someone else. Diggle states that he considers him a brother. Thea confesses the truth to Nyssa and offers the chance of revenge. And Ray tests the fight capabilities of his complete Adam Exo suit. Instead of killing Oliver, Roz expresses his praise for Oliver's courage and strength. And asks Oliver to replace him as the head of the League. In flashbacks Oliver's debriefed by Matthew and free on the way Oliver and the Yas- Yamashiros are attacked Oliver flees to safety with Akio Masayo's son yes so now another plot twist we're now about to find out that Oliver Queen is set to become the new Ra's al Ghul so instead of Ross killing Oliver he's like okay you I want to take y- my place I want you to be my worthy successor <laughs> yes So basically, you're going to work for me, and then when I die, this ring will be yours, Yes. which of course is going to piss off Nessa because she wants the throne, but Oliver is proven to be a resourceful person. So now Oliver has a decision to make whether or not to take the offer. And of course, Thea confessing to Laurel was another turn point because Thea is so full of guilt. And she becomes even more full of guilt when she sends Malcolm Merlin to death. It's one of those scenarios where Oliver says, this is not a good idea, True. but here's the thing. People, when they're emotional, they don't listen to him. Nope. And as soon as they make the mistake, they go back to Oliver going, yeah, he was right. Mm. Oliver, I've been there so many goddamn times you don't even know. It's amazing that you're able to even want to keep these fuckers together. It's like, seriously, that guy is, ugh, he's a saint. (laughs) He's been nominated for sainthood, goddammit. And of course, I have the clip right here, and this is when Thea confesses to Laurel.
3: Hey, Dad, it's me. Again. Listen, I know you're upset and you have every right to be, but it's been over a week. And now that you know the truth, neither of us should go through this alone, so please call me back. I love you. Hey. What are you doing here? Um, I, I need to talk to you. Is everything all right? No. It's about Sarah. Okay. Malcolm drugged me. He gave me something that made me susceptible to suggestion, and I Yeah. What are you talking about? I killed Sarah. I didn't know what I was doing, okay? It wasn't me. I'm so sorry, Laurel. If Marlin drugged you, then it wasn't your fault. But how could you work with him? How could you stand by his side? Because of the threat of the League. We have to work with it. I don't have a choice. Yes, you do. What happened wasn't your fault, Thea, because it wasn't your decision. If you want to make this right, what you do from now on, that is.
0: Okay. Now, if you haven't noticed this from the other previous seasons, Uh I can remind you right now. Laurel's an emotional fucking idiot. Yes, she is. Laurel makes the worst decisions of any human being on the planet. True. She always assumes you always have a choice. It's like, no. No. We are working with Malcolm because we have to stop the League. True. We're working with someone who works within the confines of the League. But no one seems to get that. True. You think, how can you work with this person? Because it's the only way to stop this person. It's like, yeah, I'm a, there's a guy who wants to kill me. There's a guy who wants to kill everybody. <laughs> I'm willing to work with the guy who wants to kill me to stop the guy who wants to kill every fucking buddy. You know why? I'd die either way. At least if I got somebody that knows how to beat that guy, I'll coexist with the guy to beat that guy and then we'll deal with each other. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ, people are dumb. Yes, they are. You realize this in the show. Like, people are dumb. Like, it's like Oliver, you have a lot of stupid friends. True. Jesus Christ, man. Now we move on to episode 16. The, it's called The Offer. Roz explains that the localized pool of water, Nanda pawbot has healing effects that have allowed him to live far longer than any mortal man. Pool's becoming less effective on him, so Roz is looking for a replacement. In a show of good faith to convince Oliver, Roz releases Diggle and Merlin and forgives all blood debts. Oliver returns to Starling and releases Nissa. Oliver and his team return to stopping crime, but Quentin tells the Arrow that he will not aid him anymore because of hiding Sarah's death. Afterward, Oliver realizes that he is not ready to give up being the Arrow. Oliver informs Masi of his decision and warns Oliver of the consequences to defying Roz. Upset with Roz for his offer to Oliver, Nissa leaves him and returns to Starling City, befriending Laurel and deciding to train her. Roz, dressed as the arrow, frames the vigilante for murder. Thea leaves Malcolm and moves in with Roy. In flashbacks to Hong Kong, Oliver and Akio continue to be on the run, during which they seemingly stumble across a woman resembling Shadow. Shadow. We find out later that she's actually Shadow's sister. Oh, twin. Twin sister. Yeah. And wants to find out about what happened to her and what happened to her father. And sure. then Oliver eventually breaks the news to her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously she's in tears, but she does thank Oliver for telling her the truth. Yes. Which was very important to her in that moment. And of course, uh, another key important thing in this episode is that, you know, Roz is like, I'm forgiving all of the blood debts. Yes. You guys can all go free. All you have to do, I want you to accept my offer. And Oliver does consider it. Now, obviously, this is another turning point. This is where Quentin has decided he's done helping the Arrow. He hasn't assigned a task force or anything, but he just said, whatever I thought about you, I'm done because you hid the death of Sarah from me. Because Quentin doesn't care anymore. So he's now angry. He's now pissed off. He's now bitter. And he's taking it out on fucking everybody, you know, which I can understand, but you know, again, these are people who don't think straight when they're angry. True. And you know, and sometimes they make decisions that aren't always smart. Like, not like Arrow's gonna go after Quentin, but for Quentin to not help the Arrow, is just gonna make crime tougher for everybody involved. True. And on that note, episode 17, Suicidal Tendencies. Yes. Diggle and Lila officially remarry. Yes. The Waller interrupts their honeymoon to recruit them for a Suicide Squad mission to rescue Senator Cray from a kidnapping. The kidnapping turns out to be a ruse by Cray to help his bid for president. The team rescues the hostages, but Lawton seemingly sacrifices himself so everyone can get out safely. He is announced responsible for the kidnapping and Cray's involvement is covered up. The police issue a warrant for the arrow, which Ray supports. Oliver discovers that Roz has sent multiple assassins to impersonate him. In his new Adam suit, Ray locates the arrow and through facial scans learns his identity. Laurel refuses to accept Ray's evidence against Oliver. Ray engages Oliver in a fight, but the latter disables Ray's suit. Oliver convinces Ray that he is being framed. Diggle decides to leave Oliver's team, and Lila decides to resign from Argus. Masio, dressed as the arrow, murders the mayor and shoots another arrow at Felicity. In flashbacks, Lawton struggles to transition back into society from the military, including his wife and children leaving him. Lawton is propositioned by Hyde to assassinate Andrew Diggle, John's brother. Mm. so now in the flashbacks in this episode we learn about how Lawton became Deadshot Yes. he had PTSD when he came back from the war and, and his wife ended up leaving him and taking the kid and bad shit happens from there Yes. so of course they find out that the Suicide Squad like the, pre- the guy's in on it which is a fucked up thing and yep, then of yep, course yep. Deadshot makes a sacrifice to get everyone out of there True. and of course you find out in this one Cupid who's in the Suicide Squad now develops an attachment to Deadshot because again, Deadshot saves her from a shot, and then Deadshot and Diggle kind of look at each other like, gotta be fucking kidding. Me. Me yeah, and <laughs> then of course, uh, Cupid freaks the fuck out when Deadshot is killed in the explosion. Yes. Because Deadshot's like, there's no way for me to get out of here, but I gotta cover your guys' escape. And it's kind of interesting because in this one, right around this time is when Diggle and Deadshot make peace with each other. Like, Diggle's finally in a position where he can forgive Deadshot for what happened to his brother. Yeah,
1: if Deadshot did kill his brother.
0: Yes, but in the end, he saved his life. Mm -hmm. He saved his wife's life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that's how he's able to overrule that. Mm -hmm. He's like, you you killed my brother, but you did save my wife. So he was able to make peace and finally get rid of that hatred that he had in his heart for so many years. Mm -hmm. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: And he carried that around with him, and he was finally able to let it go and move on. And then of course they decide to leave to go have a better life for their families. Yes. And take care of it. So they that's why, you know, Diggle's leaving the team, Lila's leaving Argus, they're done. Yes. And then, of course, um, you know, Ray is now starting to, you know, wants to use his Adam suit, goes after Arrow, finds out that Oliver Queen is the Arrow. Yes. And then eventually he's able to convince Ray, I'm being framed for these crimes. I'm not the one out here murdering people. And, and he knows that because Oliver at some point, you know, during the fight, he's in a position where he could kill him and doesn't take the shot. And that's when Ray slowly realizes, okay, he is being framed, but how do we stop it? Yes. Episode 18 of The Arrow. This is called Public Enemy. Ray takes the arrow for Felicity. Quentin issues an arrest warrant for the arrow and his team, with shoot to kill orders in effect. Oliver uses Nissa to track Maseo's location. Roz appears and repeats his demand. The police arrive, and Oliver and his team manage to escape. Roz kidnaps Quentin and reveals the Arrow's identity, which Quentin announces at a press conference. Oliver decides to turn himself in in exchange for immunity for his teammates. Roy dresses as the Arrow, stops Oliver's transport van, and surrenders to the police, claiming that he has been the Arrow all along. Meanwhile, Ray is revealed to have developed a deadly thrombus that has no known cure. He reveals to have nanobots that can destroy the clot. Felicity injects them and saves him by the help of Donna. In flashbacks, the woman resembling Shadow turns out to be her twin sister, Mai. The assailants come after them, but Masayo and Tatsu arrive and rescue them. Before leaving, Oliver tells May that Shadow and Yao are dead. He reluctantly reveals to them that they're dead, but he, he doesn't tell her how they died, which is by when Shadow and Sarah, and he had to make a choice, and he chose Sarah, and Shadow was shot in the head. He just says that she died on the island. So she has closure, but she doesn't know the exact reason. And the truth is, I don't think Mai really needs to know that. She just needs to know that she died in battle. And sometimes that's all they need to know. Because obviously, Oliver needs her help, and he's not going to tell the whole truth. Because that runs the risk of them getting in trouble. And he has to think about himself as well as think about you know, their son, who... Oliver is currently protecting. And now of course, you know, Roz reveals the arrow's identity and Quentin then announced at the press conference. So basically Oliver has now been revealed as the arrow and everything's now in trouble. And I actually have a clip of it, of Oliver revealing to Mai about Shadow's death. And of course I have the, the truck incident where Oliver and Quentin are now in the truck because Oliver, as we said before, he turned himself in, so they cuff him put him in the back of the van, the little big-ass minivan they have where the inmates sit, and Quentin just sits across from him and berates Oliver, and then all of a sudden that's when Roy shows up, reveals that he is the Arrow, so now, by default, the cops have no choice but to let Oliver go. Even though Quentin already knows the truth, he has to follow the law, because he believes in following the law. So now he doesn't want to take the law into his own hands and so i'm going to show you the clip of the altercation of oliver queen getting arrested and the altercation between him and quentin not like physical but like verbal
2: this is pretty deep check this out i'm sorry about this
3: they tried to kill us
2: they weren't the cops they must have intercepted the call
3: they're after you and the boy you knew my sister is there any chance
2: This had nothing to do with Shadow.
3: You have no idea what it's like to live like this. I came for any kind of answer.
2: You were right that I knew your sister. I loved her. I knew your father, too. In your family. They saved my life more than once.
3: I I don't understand.
2: The people that are after me. They'll kill anyone who knows too much about who I am.
3: But Shadow and my father.
2: They're gone. I'm so sorry.
3: Now, all I wanted is to know the truth. You have no idea how powerful the truth can be.
2: We shouldn't stay here. Thank you.
3: This isn't fair. This isn't right. All Oliver has ever done was protect people, help people.
2: We can't stay here. This place isn't secure anymore. And then what? We just bug out and allow this to happen? Enjoy our new immunity? Boy, I don't know. I have no idea. If I did, you'd be listening to it right now. If any one of us were in there and Oliver was here, he would think of something. And it wouldn't matter what the consequences were.
4: What about it? This uh race character, he told me that Sarah made it to the island with you. You didn't feel like sharing that with me? Huh? I mean, I'm only a father. But it was. When did you decide that you knew what was best for my family? i love your family you got the right to me silent take it just ask me what you want to know what do i want to know well was it worth it all that pain and misery you brought back from that island Merlin, slave Wilson. wouldn't it be better if you just died there
2: The reason I came back was to try and save the people of this city. I hate to break it,
4: dear, but saving people isn't your specialty. Tommy. Hilton. Your mother. My daughter. Well, now you said I'm killing Laurel, too. I didn't want her to be involved in this. I didn't want anyone to be involved in this. But you involved me. You spent a year making me look like a fool. You spent a year making me your accomplice. You have any idea what you've done, huh? What you've done to all of us, to the people that you claim to care so much about? You've made us criminals. You've made us liars and victims. You, Mr. Queen, are not a hero. You're a villain. But you know that, don't you? Told them to stand down. I guess your work has as much weight with them as it does with me. Get down on the ground! Get down on the ground! You've got the wrong guy. Oliver Queen is in the air. I am.
0: So obviously passions run very high in this scene and at this point whatever hatchet that Quentin and Oliver buried got officially dug back up, Quentin now pretty much despises Oliver even more now than he did when he came back from the island. And once again, Oliver's in that situation where he's, you know, trying to save the day. And like Felicity said, he's been trying to help people. He's been saving people's lives. He's been doing all these things, but nobody seemed to care. So obviously, Quentin is making it clear about you, Mr. Queen, are not a hero. He's a villain. And here's my question. When he asked about, you didn't feel like telling me that Sarah made it to the island with you? Would Quentin have believed Oliver if he told him? That's a question I think Quentin would have been asked. If Quentin tells them, hey, Sarah made it to the island with me. Not only did she make it to the island, not only did Sarah survive the boat sinking, but she also joined a league of assassins. Like, Quentin would have believed that. Like, now he probably would have believed that, but there's no way in hell Quentin was gonna believe that, especially in the state of mind he was in when Oliver came back from the island. Because his state of mind was, Oliver you're a scumbag and you're the reason my daughter is dead even Laurel was blaming Oliver for Sarah's death for a long time I honestly think Oliver is the only superhero I know besides Ant-Man that his alter ego his secret identity is a hated person so there's no way Quentin would have believed that story anyway so as far as I'm concerned Oliver has nothing to apologize for and of course you know Quentin's mad because now he realizes that you made me do all the stuff you made me your accomplice it's like yeah and think of all the lies we say in the process yeah there was some failures and there were times where Oliver didn't want to put the costume back on but he was convinced by mostly his teammates that the city still needed him so obviously Roy with the interception changed everything on that note we're gonna move on to episode 19 here which is called Broken Arrow. Roy is arrested, and the district attorney decides not to charge Oliver. However, Quentin knows the truth and decides to continue investigating Oliver, who, with his team, started working on how to stop metahuman Jake Simmons. Oliver enlists Ray's help. After a failed first attempt, Oliver and Ray sync their movements through a neural network. But when the network malfunctions during the battle, Ray defeats Simmons himself and places him under Star Labs custody. Cisco deduces that Simmons did not acquire his powers from the practice accelerator explosion. With the help of Argus, Roy fakes his own murder so that the public believes the arrow is dead and Oliver is innocent. As a result, Roy is forced to leave the city. Roz visits Thea and impales her with his sword. In flashbacks, Oliver infiltrates Argus to stop Waller, only to discover that she is a prisoner of Shreve, who is behind the attack and plans to release the virus in Hong Kong. Oliver, Maceo, and Tatsu steal the vaccine and decide to stop Shreve's plan. So he finds out that the military soldier who was going to debrief Oliver and then send him home is not going to send him home after all. And that's the thing about these flashbacks. Whenever you see something crazy happen, you're wondering how it's going to end. You have to remember that in the flashbacks, Oliver is successful because this is all shit that happened before he came back. To the present day and i don't know how many more flashbacks we're gonna see before they officially stop like that's what i want to know like is the final episode of arrow gonna be the fifth year like are we gonna see flashbacks throughout this entire goddamn thing that's what i want to know because they do get a little annoying and confusing believe it or not but of course now Roz kills Thea, Oliver's sister. So now Oliver's pretty much his whole family's gone. because His mom is dead, now his sister sister's dead. And then, you know, Roy devised the plan because they stabbed him, but they stabbed him in a place where a lot of blood will fall out, but it's not fatal because a lot of times they know that. So they had a guy pretty much hired to do that and then faked his own murder. Now they're convinced that Roy is dead and he now leaves the city under a new identity. And of course, Oliver is very grateful to Roy, despite the fact that he never asked Roy to do that, nor would he ever ask Roy to do that. But now it makes it official that Oliver is now innocent of all charges, and now no one believes anymore that Oliver Queen is the Arrow, except for the people who already know. But now the public no longer believes it. So now pretty much, Ra has now been forced into a scenario where Roz has pretty much destroyed his entire life. And on that note, we're going to move on to episode 20, The Fallen. Oliver rushes Thea to a hospital, where her death is said to be apparently inevitable. Maceo contacts Oliver to let him know that if he accepts Ray's offer, he will be able to use the Lazarus pit to heal her. Malcolm warns against this, stating that the pit changes a person in their soul. But Oliver decides to take her to Ananda Parbat regardless. Thea is dipped into the pit and returns healed, but in a state of confusion and her memories jumbled. Felicity has sex with Oliver before drugging him so the team could sneak him out of the fortress, which is aided by Maceo. Cornered by the assassins, Oliver wakes in time to order them to stand down. Afterward, Oliver returns to take his place as the head of the League alone. Theo wakes up in her apartment, her mind clear and distraught that Oliver sacrificed himself for her. Oliver renounces his old life, taking on an apprentice role in the League and the name Al-Sahim until he's ready to take over as the new Raz. And flashbacks, Oliver, Maseo, and Tatsu go after the virus. But during a fight, it is released. So now the virus is going to spread. So this is the big moment here. Because now Oliver has finally surrendered and agreed to take on the new identity of Al-Sahim. So basically, he's now joining the League of Assassins. And he is now going to become the new apprentice to Raz al Ghul. Which is what Raz wanted from the very beginning. And Raz has now made it so Oliver has no life to go to. But Felicity, who obviously is in love with Oliver and doesn't want to lose him, pretty much expresses how much she truly loves him. And they do, in fact, have sex. Which is... The scene's actually done very tasteful. You know, they, they slowly take off clothes. Oliver gently picks up Felicity. Not in like the carry over the threshold way, but in like, a legs around the waist, I'm going to gently lay you down. Then they have the, the typical TV sex scene where, where they're naked and they're kissing and you know, he's d- gently moving back and forth and like her eyes closed and her mouth agape, like she's moan, like she wants to moan, but is not going to, there's just those calm little, <sighs> it's like, I give them credit, they shot it very well. But then of course, afterwards she drugs him Cosby style, it's like, I think Felicity got it reverse. Like usually you drug the person and then have sex with them. She had sex with them and then drug them. It's like, I think that's probably something that married women would probably do or girlfriends would probably do. Like after you get a guy to, have to get done having sex with you, you drug them. So they go to sleep and then you can just fall asleep and then they wake up later. So then of course he wakes up and he tells them, I am Al Sahim, the apprentice of Raz al Ghul. I am ordering you to lower your weapons. So he doesn't kill them all. He said, if you lower your weapons, I will meet with tell Raz I will be there shortly. And of course they lower their weapons, they walk away. And then he goes and says goodbye to his friends and tells them, this is what I have to do. And of course Thea at first is all confused and angry and going crazy because it's a side effect of the Lazarus pit, but eventually she regains her mind and then realizes that yes, Oliver joined the League of Assassins to save Thea's life. Oliver made a sacrifice. And at this point, Oliver had, like we said before, Oliver had no choice at this point. It's been revealed that he's the arrow to the public. Everybody except his own teammates have ostracized him and he has nothing to come back to. And he knows this is the only way to stop Raz al Ghul from destroying Starling City. So he's doing what needs to be done. And him and Felicity have an emotional moment, because even though Felicity was trying to drug Oliver, she really is in love with him. And I'm pretty sure she enjoyed the sex. And we've already talked about before, Felicity, that was not her first go around. She can be a stone-cold freak, because all goth chicks are. Those chicks spit out amazingly. I never fucked a goth chick, but any woman that's crazy, mental, and insane is usually dynamite in the sack. The more mental, the more crazy the sex. And now we move on to episode 21, Al-Sahim. Oliver begins his training, which includes breaking down his psyche so that his allegiance is only to the league and his new identity is Al-Sahim. So he's no longer even allowed to think about Oliver Queen. Roz recounts the moment that he was chosen to become the leader of the league. And he said he had a duel with his best friend, Damian Dark, who saw himself as the heir. And he said that, it was the one time in Roz's life that he hesitated because he couldn't bring himself to kill Damien Dark because they were like friends. They were like brothers. Damien fled, stole from the Lazarus pit, and ended up starting his own group. So that's what happened. Damien Dark basically ended up starting his own group. And Damien is revealed to have hired uh, Golem Kadir and Mark Shaw. And subsequently, Oliver is directed to kill Nissa because Roz is now mad that Nissa, his own daughter, has defied him, betrayed the League, all this other stuff. So now he's saying, you must kill her. And Oliver and the League come to Starling City, where Team Arrow announced their protection of Nyssa. Oliver then kidnaps Lila to force the team to give her up. At the exchange, a fight breaks out, and Nyssa is taken by the League. Oliver almost kills Diggle, but Thea, in her own suit, arrives and stops him. Felicity then reveals to Thea that Roy is alive. In Nanda Pabot, Raz orders NIssa to marry Oliver, and Oliver has to use the Alpha Omega virus to cleanse Starling City as a final act of commitment. In flashbacks, Oliver Maseo and Tatsu, who were vaccinated, watch as the citizens of Hong Kong, including AKio, become infected. So now, obviously, we hear the name Damian Dark for the first time. But of course, you know, Ra's telling the story about his one moment of hesitation. And this is the interesting thing, because Oliver kidnaps Lila. So now, and of course, he nearly killed Diggle before Thea stopped him. So now, at this point, the team is mad. The team is angry. The team is pissed off. Now, believe that Oliver has now betrayed them. Oliver is no longer a friend. Diggle is now emotional as fuck. Uh, And now pretty much at this point, they all hate Oliver and have now see him as a member of the league. He is now the enemy and now Diggle wants to fucking kill him, which I don't blame him. If, If someone kidnapped my wife, I'd want their ass dead too. So this is now another turning point in the show, even though we're only two episodes away from the end. This becomes like the ultimate moment of truth, the ultimate moment of what the fuck's going on. And it definitely becomes one of the most intense scenes in the entire series, which brings us to episode 22. This is your sword. In flashbacks, Maceo and Oliver go after Shreed to see if he has a cure. They only succeed in leading Shreed to their location while Akio dies in Tatsu's arms. In the present, Diggle and Laurel patrol Starling City, taking on any criminals they find. Thea finds Roy and reunites with him. Oliver learns that Maceo is the one who provided Roz with the Omega virus when he originally came to Nanda Parbat. Sneaking away from the castle, Oliver revealed to have been in league with Malcolm and that his agreement to become Roz's heir was a charade to get close to Roz and slowly dismantle the league from within, tells Malcolm Roz's plan. On Oliver's advice, Malcolm uses Tatsu to convince Team Arrow of the truth. The team, including Tatsu, Ray, and Malcolm, go to Pabot, where Tatsu kills Maceo before they're overrun by the League and captured. Malcolm reveals Oliver's treachery to Roz, whom Oliver manages to convince of his loyalty. Roy secretly leaves Thea. Roz exposes the team, including Tatsu, to the virus before stealing away in a cell. Afterward, Oliver and Nyssa get married. The one key thing about this scene, that i think is muy importante is that you know obviously Akio dying was a very 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 big moment in the show because their son has died and this ultimately causes everything between tatsu and maseo and tatsu tries to convince Maseo to leave the league and come back and be with her and realizing he can't that's when uh tatsu inevitably does kill maceo in the fight and It's one of those moments where they're both crying and they're both emotional. Maceo dies and Tatsu now stands tall. Like I said, they're all kidnapped by Oliver, but Oliver now we find out that the reason he joined the league was to destroy it from within. So him and Malcolm Merlin are in cahoots and Malcolm Merlin is helping Oliver to A, bring down Raz Al Ghul, and B, because there's a special deal that they're making. And this is what the interesting thing is gonna happen here. So, what happens is Oliver is now about to marry Nissa, because now they are officially husband and wife under the League of Assassins law. And the reason that he's doing that is because A, this is Raz Al Ghul's daughter, and Oliver is now Al Sahim, Raz Al Ghul's apprentice. So, the goal is for now that they're married, that to at some point have sex, have a child and have that child be raised to be the next Ra's al Ghul, which is going to be tough because Nissa's is obviously not going to want to sleep with Oliver. And of course, because she had a relationship with Sarah, that has to be the question is Nissa a lesbian or bisexual, or was it just a love thing? Cause I, that, that's a great area with women is that they have the ability to jump back and forth without people asking a whole lot of questions. Dudes can't really do that. I mean, they can, but it's no one takes them seriously. Like once they join a team, they're expected to stay on that team. And If you switch to the other team, they normally don't let you come back. And I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that's how it goes. How do I know this? Because I have a best friend who's bisexual and he teaches me all this stuff. So what's interesting here is that, you know, Thea tries to get back together with Roy because she's in love with him, but Roy, you know, this time it's Roy leaving Thea the letter because he now knows that because of the fact that he is, you know, on the run and and can't have a normal life anymore, that he can't be with Thea because a life on the run is no place for her. She doesn't need to be there. So, of course, Thea's heartbroken, but she understands. And now, of course, like I said, they're all taken hostage and they're exposed to the virus. Now, Malcolm, again, he knows all this going in. So what happened was, At some point, they release the virus and they're telling Oliver to let them go. But Oliver just turns and walks away. They're all yelling and screaming. Felicity's got tears rolling down her face, realizing that Oliver is with the league, supposedly, and is not going to save them. And of course, Malcolm plays along and everything else. And it's a heartbreaking scene because you're realizing, holy shit, Oliver's not going to help them. They're all going to die. What the fuck is about to happen here? So now the Team Arrow... They're all kind of like saying their final goodbyes to each other and how great everything is. And Oliver walking away with that cold walk, just taking care of everything, you know, and it's just it's it it gets crazy after that. And that's what makes this such an intense episode, because now you don't know what's happening. Well, you kind of know, but you don't at the same time because he has to prove his loyalty to Roz. And now at this point. Roz believes that Oliver is 100% behind the league, and he is ready to become the next apprentice. And on that note, we move on to episode 23, the last one of season three, My Name is Oliver Queen. While Roz and Oliver head towards Starling City, Team Arrow wakes in the dungeon. Malcolm informs them that he secretly gave them the vaccine. So now he's telling them that we were all given the vaccine, we were all given the antidote, so that's why we're not dead. And Oliver is still on our side. Like he said, we've been planning this. So now they're somewhat convinced that Oliver is a good guy, but they're still not fully happy about it. So Barry arrives, the Flash, and frees them. Oliver and Nyssa attack Roz and other assassins. Roz escapes with a canister of the virus, vowing to destroy Starling. Roz reveals to have four targets. Felicity locates them, and Oliver organizes the team, along with Quentin and the police, to those locations. With Thea arriving in Roy's suit to help. Oliver duels Roz as the team successfully stops the attack and minimizes the casualties. Oliver kills Roz before being saved from the police by Felicity in the Adam suit. Afterward, Oliver decides to have a normal life with Felicity instead of operating as a vigilante, knowing that there are other vigilantes that can take his place. Oliver cedes the title of Roz to Malcolm, to whom Nessa kneels but promises vengeance. Ray begins testing a way to miniaturize his Adam suit which results in an explosion. And in flashbacks, Oliver tortures Shri for hours before Maceo executes him. So Oliver now is using the methods of torture that he learned because of the fact that he killed their son, essentially, Akio. Because even though, you know, Maseo and Tatsu are mags. their son. Oliver, over time, has gotten to know Tatsu and he feels like family to him. And then ultimately Maceo is the one that ultimately kills him. Then the trio separates and Oliver decides to live a lonely life away from his family. He boards a ship headed to Coast City. So pretty much Oliver decides he's not going back. He doesn't want to go back to Starling City at this point. Obviously he does, but this is where Oliver's deciding that, you know what? Maybe my family's better off without me. I don't wanna go back there and complicate their lives. And also of course here, there's a lot of crazy to happen. So now Quentin, even though he's still kind of pissed off about everything, Obviously, he agrees to help because, you know, if they don't, this city's going to be destroyed and we can put the ego aside for later. And Felicity shows up in the Adam suit to save Oliver because the police want to bring Oliver down. So they still don't know Oliver's the arrow. Well, Quentin does, but they have no evidence and the district attorney's not going to charge them because it's Laurel. But what's interesting here is that this is where everything kind of comes to a close. Now, I have three clips from this episode. The first is, apparently, when Oliver and Nyssa attack Roz and the others, the engine on the plane explodes. Basically, Oliver's plan was to have the plane crash into the ocean or be gone. Basically, Oliver was willing to kill himself and Roz and Nissa and everybody on the plane to prevent the virus from getting to Starling City. Well, the plan fails, and here's what unfolds when Oliver has to face Diggle. And Felicity, for the first time, is planning the league betrayal.
2: We don't have much time.
5: For what? I thought you said Oliver had a plan.
2: Yeah, and in the event that it doesn't work, he has a backup us. John, let's determine the status of our arsenal. Laurel, go to your father, start mobilizing the police. Mr. Palmer, I need you to find something that will neutralize an airborne contagion. Miss Smoke, let's find out where our League of Assassin Friends might be. I'm sorry, did I mumble? We follow his lead. For now. Uh, guys, I set up a proximity alarm to detect any unauthorized entry to this level. It's going off like crazy. we should give these guys to the room. Vanessa looks happy, you two on your honeymoon. What the hell's going on, Oliver? Start talking! The reason that I have kept Malcolm close for the past several months is because he had critical intel on our enemy. He knows Ross. he knows the League, and he knew that if I was appointed his successor, that meant Starling City was marked for death. The only way that we were gonna defeat the League was from the inside. I had to get close enough to Ross to find out how he was going to destroy the city and stop it. You trusted Malcolm Merlin more than you did the two people closest to you. John, it wasn't about trust. It was about making sure that you and you were safe. I had to keep the circle as small as possible. How did you expect to repair all this once you got back? I didn't. I flew with Ross and the virus to Sterling and I sabotaged the plane. The plan was to kill Roz and destroy the virus. It didn't work.
3: How did you expect to survive the plane crash? You didn't. You never expected to have this conversation. You were planning on dying.
0: So that was your big plan? Sacrificing yourself to take out Roz? It was
2: the only way. Now that it didn't work, I get a chance to tell both of you how sorry I am. Sorry won't cut it off. Not this time. But we have bigger problems than hurt feelings and broken trust. Laurel no, needs to contact her father. Ray needs to find a way to counteract the virus. I'm sure Malcolm told you. We don't have a lot of time.
0: So at this point, you can obviously tell that there is now a lot of tension in the room. Oliver's plan was to pretty much sacrifice himself, kill himself, and everybody else on the plane to end the war. And Oliver figured since he'd already severed all ties to everybody and did a lot of unforgivable shit in order to keep the circle as small as possible. And of course, Diggle and Felicity are offended by all this because they feel like you couldn't trust us with this information. He goes, it wasn't about trust. It was about beating the league. And this is one of those rare moments where Oliver has to do things that he's not proud of in order to get the job done, in order to save the city. And sometimes those are sacrifices that superheroes have to make. Sometimes you got to make unholy alliances with people you normally wouldn't because you can't get a job done on your own. Sometimes you have to create elements of surprise because that way nothing looks rehearsed nothing looks spontaneous that way you don't have to worry about acting like you're angry at somebody they can see the genuine anger and throw you off later and that's what needs to be done trust me Oliver has no joy in working with Malcolm Merlin he wants to kill Malcolm Merlin but Malcolm knows the league he's been in the League of Assassins he knew all the ins and outs all the tricks and trades and when someone has that kind of Intel and you're going up against that enemy you got to take that chance And again, it's something that Oliver understood, but most people don't. So they only see it as one way. Now, like I said, Diggle is more than justified because his wife was kidnapped. So Diggle, in my opinion, has every right to be pissed at Oliver. But the rest of them, not really, at least in my opinion. And then, of course, I have another clip. I have three clips from this final episode. I showed you guys in episode nine the fight between Oliver and Ra's al Ghul. Well, here is the second and final fight between Oliver and Ra's al Ghul. Check it out. I knew you couldn't resist,
5: the man who survives the sword of Ra's al Ghul shall become Ra's al Ghul. So you brought me here to kill you? Either way, I am victorious. You either ascend to Ra's as I have designed, or you will die, and the last thing you will ever see is your beloved city succumbing to disease and death. Get back, go! Go, 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 go! Get back, go! a sword that has already defeated you in battle.
2: We got two suspects off on the dam. Don't know why they're fighting each other, but the chief says they're responsible for what's happening. He's ordered me to take them out as soon as I have a clean shot.
5: wasn't living. Power serves you no interest.
2: You'd rather love. A man who condemns his daughter to death
5: wouldn't understand. Unlike you, Thousands of honorable men will mourn my death when I leave this earth.
2: No. They will kneel before the next Ra's al Ghul.
4: You,
5: boy
0: Damn so after an intense fight between Oliver Queen and Raz al Ghul, in the end, we see quite possibly one of the best uh, fights ever. And then, of course, at the end, after he says they will kneel before the next Raz al Ghul, he says, forgive and have mercy on him, protect him from the punishment of the grave and the torment of the fire. And that's, you know, pretty much everything that Raz, said to him when he first killed him. And as Raz is about to die, he takes off his ring and he hands it to Oliver Queen. And now Oliver Queen is officially the new Raz al Ghul. But of course, Oliver doesn't want to be the next Raz al Ghul. So he hands the ring to Malcolm as they agree. That was the agreement that they made. Malcolm would help Oliver stop Raz al Ghul and save Starling City and in turn, he would give Malcolm Merlin the, the ring and the title of Raz al Ghul. So now Nyssa has to kneel before him, but vows to have revenge and take back the kingdom. And then Malcolm says, you know, are we still enemies? And he said, it depends on what you do as Raz al Ghul moving forward. So that's the big question, as long as Malcolm doesn't declare any war on Starling City and leaves the League to do other things, as long as they stay out of Starling City, they will never have an issue. They will never have a problem. And Oliver will be able to live in peace. But of course, now that everything's over, and then of course, unfortunately, Ray dies in the explode as the explosion that ends up getting rid of his, you know, Adam suit. So basically, there's an explosion, Ray is now dead, and, you know, may he rest in peace. But now, of course, you know, we have the final moment of the show where Oliver now realizes that, even though the world is saved, he can't really be the arrow anymore because his identity's been compromised, everything's been compromised. So Oliver decides to make a final decision. Here it is.
5: The casualty count would have been much higher if not for an airborne inoculant, that rumors credit Palmer Technologies with developing. He killed my
3: father. I had to. I wanted to be the one. You're lucky you're still alive. You wouldn't be had you not been wearing League armor.
4: I like to think I had a little something to do with that.
2: When I started this, I wanted to keep you as far away from it as possible. Because that has always been my instinct. To go it alone. But the truth is that we won tonight because I wasn't alone. I thought that this crusade would only end with my death. But even if I had died tonight, it would live on because of you. And you. Oh, and you.
3: It's true. This city isn't lacking masks.
2: Heroes. Which is why I no longer need to be one.
1: What are you saying?
2: Roz took the arrow identity from me. I couldn't be that person even if I wanted to be. And I don't want to be. I told you that. I couldn't be the arrow and be with you. I want to be with you. You told me that I've become someone else, and I would like to... maybe discover a little more about that person. If you'll come with me.
3: With you where? Uh,
2: Someplace far away from here. Even without me, Starling still has heroes to watch over it.
3: John. I'll talk to him. Wow. Yeah. That's the word I've been saying over and over in my head.
2: So, does that mean I'm gonna have to find a new vice president?
4: I think so.
3: I hope that you find someone who makes you happy, right? You deserve
2: that. John? I'm happy for you, Oliver. Despite our issues, you deserve to be happy. You and Felicity. And you're right, the city's in good hands. Including yours? I'm no superhero. You're a hero. For three years, you've been a rock. The city's rock, my rock. For three years, you have been the person I can count on. I'm still counting on you. Oliver, I don't know if I can get past what happened between the two of us. I'm not asking you to. I'll think on it. John, if you're gonna keep going, You may want to find a way to conceal your identity when you're out there. I'll think on that, too. You be well, Oliver. You
0: too. So there we have it. So obviously, Diggle and Oliver still have some issues between them. And John has even fully admitted that he's not gonna fully forgive Oliver for what he's done and how he's treated everybody and what went down with you know the kidnapping of his wife and everything. But he does agree that Oliver and Felicity deserve to be happy. So Oliver officially decides he's done. No more being a hero, no more doing any of that. You guys can handle everything and Felicity decides to go with them. So Oliver and Felicity, or as they've been called on the internet, Elicity, like the Bradgelina thing, except they broke up. But anyway, Oliver and Felicity have now decided they wanna be together. Oliver says that I can't be with you and be the arrow. So now instead of choosing the arrow, I wanna choose you. And Felicity accepts. So Felicity and Oliver, as the show ends, they're in a car in a convertible driving away together, going somewhere. They decide to go live somewhere else. They leave Starling City, start a new life together and be a couple and be in love. Oliver wants to experience that and he wants to experience it with Felicity because he loves her so much and she loves him. So in a way, it's kind of a great happy ending for everybody involved. Almost. So now, you know, real Starling City has the rest of Team Arrow uh, to, to help them and save the day. And season three ends in a victorious note. And I'm afraid that will also officially wrap up this week's episode of the Boochcast. Because due to the length of the Season 4 review, we are not going to have enough room to get both reviews on this show successfully. So we will put Season 4 out next week here on the Boochcast for you guys to check out so make sure you guys follow the Boochcast we are on Anchor, Spotify Google Podcast and iHeartRadio. pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites also like us on Facebook go to facebook.com slash the Boochcast we have archived episodes of the show as well as great content also be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast get latest tweets photos photos, and videos, visit our YouTube channel, check out all of our YouTube content, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted also make sure you follow us on twitch go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast that's where we do our live wrestling watch parties our next watch party will be saturday august the 5th for wwe SummerSlam. that's right we'll be getting together for the biggest party of the summer and we hope you will join us live on twitch for all the fantastic matches that will be taking place Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle and a special project. In the works. Also, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchorfm slash support Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is ninety-nine cents, one dollar per month. We have our second level, which is four ninety-nine, five dollars per month, and our third and final level, which is nine ninety-nine. per month. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believe they are to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then, if there's any money left over when it's all said and done we use the rest to feed zachariah scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid and until next time this is Vinny bucci aka the booch saying keep on living life and take care this has been the booch cast we'll talk to you guys next time until then pizza baby While i see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all Goodbye, goodbye, so long, so long Farewell, farewell, adieu, adieu Be good, stay well, bye-bye Keep warm, relax, and eat Take care, stay loose, adieu, volvia, adieu, volvia. A la prochaine, goodbye till when we meet again